please, please share if you can really quick. This show is not sponsored by Guru. Our guest will be joining us shortly. Glad you are watching. what's not added him yet Let's see if I can invite him let's see if I can Sorry about that. We had a we had a hold up. Yeah, Robert Sisto's coming on. Let's see. Let's see if we can see if it, it, it's working. Oh, there he is. There he is. Hey, man. Hey, welcome, welcome. Hey, sorry about that. the The other link had like a had a password, but I think we're good now. Okay, cool. We're in. Can you see me? Nice, man. I got gotcha. you, man. First of all, I want, to, I want to thank you. Let me see if I'm I'm recording here. That way, you got a copy of this. I want to thank you for taking the time to do this. I know you're you're extremely busy. Uh, I know uh, over the last you know year, your company has just you know exploded. You know, so a little bit about what what the show is. So. Of course, you know me, Stan Medina. Uh, Massive Action is my personal brand, and I reach out to, to entrepreneurs like yourself, successful business people, uh, city officials, uh, people of influence, and I just like to uh, kind of have conversations, get into the minds, and uh, and kind of just know your, your, your thought pattern and stuff. Uh, so first of all, I want to I congratulate you for uh, Yahoo Finance 2020, top business leader to follow. Uh, tell me how, how you got it, how, how that came about. I mean, it was, it was, you know, a lot of effort. I was asked and I said, sure, let's do it. And, um, you know, I mean, even at the time, I didn't even really think, I wasn't even aiming for anything like that. I was just deliver service, deliver service, sell, yeah. deliver, service, deliver service, sell, and, you know, be helpful. And um, that's what happened. So, so they, they listed me as one of the top business leaders to follow in 2020. <laughs> And I was like, wow, this is like everybody else used to do. Yeah, and now here I am. This is cool. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's how that came about. I'm, I'm curious to know, um, I kind of I read a little bit about your story, and it's something that we don't really hear much about. Uh, I know you started off doing electrical work, right, with your dad? Yeah, right? that was like when I was like eight. Yeah, oh, okay. And then where, where did you grow up at? Lakewood, New Jersey. Okay, so 
how, how did you get from New Jersey to New Mexico? Is what <laughs> I, like is, is what I want to know. I drove. <laughs> <laughs> I did. So, so I mean, right out of uh, high school, everybody, you know, everybody went away to college, and it wasn't really positioned to me as something that I should do, and I didn't even really know about it. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, so my senior year of high school, everybody left and I was like, okay, so I went to community college in, um, Jersey yeah. and, but simultaneously, like I was trying to break into the film industry because I was involved in the media stuff in high school and yeah. I loved video. I loved production. I loved everything about that. And I thought I was going to break into the film industry. And so I, I got an internship on a show for discovery yeah. channel right out of high school. And then I got an internship in Manhattan in New York city with Michael Mailer film. So I worked there and commuted from South Jersey to New York. I think I was 18 on, yeah. on the bus going in the transit authority and the subways and going down to Greenwich village and running errands. But yeah. you know, I really learned a lot about, it wasn't so much about the film industry as much as it was a business. And that was kind of like my first exposure to that. Yeah. And um, so then I, I transferred to a college in Jersey city, uh, St. Peter's college. And I wasn't really having a good time. Like my life was falling apart. I wasn't happy. I was like, school is stupid. I want to go create. And actually my uncle lived in New Mexico. And he, he, I could attribute you know, him for helping me out, get out of some rough situations. But he's like, why don't you just move out here? The whole film industry is coming out here. This was 2008. Yeah. So while the whole world crashed, New Mexico was like, hey, we'll do great tax incentives for films to come and shoot here. Yeah. So like Thor, Breaking Bad was shot right behind the place I lived in Albuquerque. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So I got my car, packed up, dropped out of college, drove across the country, took four days. And that's how I ended up there. So is, that, is, that, is that when you kind of got into doing the, the shark hunting, filming and stuff like that? Yeah. So, so there was a, right. It was like white when YouTube started to become a thing. Yeah. And uh, so I was looking for a job and the company was called turn here and they were looking for filmmakers to go shoot restaurants and resorts and stuff. And they would pay you like 250 bucks to go and shoot. Mm. You edit it in 24 hours and then turn it around. And then that company would put it on uh, yellow pages or city search yeah. And then the company would have a video. So I didn't know I was doing advertising at the time, but I was just like, okay, it's 250. Let's build my portfolio. Yeah. So I went from really no portfolio to over 70 videos in a span of three months. Oh, and, and while a lot of people, you know, I don't actually, this is good because I don't talk about this that much, but a lot yeah. of people go to film school. Yeah. And I did study film. I did go back to college for a little bit at UNM. And I, I dropped out again. So I dropped out like twice. Yeah. Um, and like we were just studying films and I'm like, why, where's the camera? Where do we go create? Like, can I go make a documentary? Let's go do something. And that yeah. didn't happen. So I took this job like really seriously. And then I landed a gig with uh, NBC Universal in Hilton. Yeah. And they wanted somebody to go film I think it was like 60 locations around New Mexico. It's like high, high resorts, restaurants, mountains. Yeah. I'm hiking up mountains, getting free food and all this stuff. But that was like the big thing. So I amassed this huge experiential portfolio that it takes a lot of people a long time to do. Yeah. And what I liked about it was that I was doing my own thing. Like I didn't have to report to anyone. Mm. I was just doing it. And so yeah. that's how I, I think I might've gone off a little bit, but that's how no. I built it. Do you think that, um, 
And I can, I could, now that you're, now that you talk about it, I can see how that, uh, that created your own style because yeah. you, you didn't actually like learn a particular style, like from no. school, like you kind of did it yourself. And obviously you're like a, you're, 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 you're one of your strengths is probably futuristic. You're very visual guy. So you kind of put it that to, you put that whole thing together and you came up with your own style and that's how you were able to kind of brand yourself by coming up with your own style of filming. Yeah. Again, like I didn't realize I was doing advertising and branding until maybe about seven years ago yeah. when I was actually introduced to the word and to the concept Ooh, and entrepreneurship in yeah. sales. And so people were like branding and I'm like, what is branding? Yeah. And, and, and then I started to learn about it and I'm like, Oh my God, I've been doing this since I was 18. Yeah. I just didn't have a name for it. So I was really good at taking a company or anything and giving it a look, giving it a feel, give it a style, really convey a story. And when I found out that was actually branding, I, I got really yeah. excited about it. So, and then I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is, this is definitely, you know, something that I want to pursue. And it started with video. Then I translated to graphics. Then I translated to websites. Yeah. Then I translated to advertising and promotion, which is what I do now. So yeah. Awesome. So let me ask you this, uh, 2000, 2013, uh, I, I know that, that, that time of your life, it, it was probably like a lot of stuff was happening 2013 and 2018. Did, yeah. did, did you think that, that, uh, like, okay, I'm set, this is where I'm going to be. Like, was that kind of like, did you think, okay, you know what? I, I finally, I, I finally found a home. I did. I, Okay. I, you know, I went through, so, so after New Mexico, I moved to LA, went yeah. homeless in LA. I know I'm kind of saying that nonchalantly, yeah. but it was very painful. Got on a plane, bought a one-way ticket to Trinidad and Tobago in the Caribbean yeah. and uh, tried to do some documentary stuff there. And that failed again, got fired, was out, couldn't come home. Then I landed in Miami. So I helped the guy with his promotion stuff. And I was working at Banana Republic and I'm like, my God, dude, like I'm tired. I went through like a year and a half of just brutal, I, I would go like three feet from death, really. Like yeah. it was depressing. I didn't have any energy. I wasn't happy. I was confused. I was having panic attacks. It was just a mess. I was surrounded by really not great people. Yeah. And, um, you know, so what ended up happening was, is when I landed in Miami, I didn't like it at first, but whatever. I lived in a hostel in South Beach um, with like six other people in one room with one bathroom. Yeah everybody's going there vacationing. I'm like, I've got $50 to survive this week. What am I going to do? So I lived in that hostel for about three months until I was got, I got a job at Banana Republic and it was terrible, hated it. And then I got onto Craigslist one day and then I landed the gig with Cardone and, and I was like, you know what? Like, okay, I got a stable thing. And I started right then and there to really just, it was all about survival. It was all about, I just need, let me get an apartment. Let me get better clothes. Cause I just went through a year and a half of nothing. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, let me eat. Let me get a good apartment. Let me get a car. Like I remember when I got my first car after my other car that I had since I was 16 and I was like, Oh my God, I got a Jeep broke down on me in the middle of uh, uh, Alton road blew up on me. And I was like, whatever. But, um, yeah. So did I find a home? Totally. Did I, did I just like plant it? Totally. Um, I mean, I spent six years of traveling and moving around and not being very stable. And then, you know, I got alongside an entrepreneur that, that I learned from, I observed, I watched, I, I saw things that were like, okay, I could do that. And, and then I learned sales and that's where I meshed branding, marketing yeah. together into what I do now. And, yeah. and then, 
you know, the rest is really history. Yeah. Um, I, I just want to, I just want to go back really quick. When did you start surfing? Uh, <laughs> I was, I was a life go I was, I, my, my brother-in-law got me a surfboard. He was like, dude, do you want this? He was big in the uh, snowboarding. I think I was like 15 and he bought this racing surfboard, which is the hardest thing to try yeah. to learn on. And he's like, yeah, do you want this? And I'm like, yes. So I went with my friend in New Jersey. Uh, I learned to surf during a hurricane, actually. And um, that was that. And then I became a lifeguard in the Jersey Shore. And that's, I got to be in the ocean every day. So I'd get there at seven. I'd go surf, go to yeah. work, and surf after work. And that was my life for like three, two years <laughs> out, of, out of college. I loved it. Yeah. But uh, I wanted more. So I, I, was, I was just curious if you, if you were a skateboarder before you started surfing. No, but, I never, I tried, but I wasn't yeah. good at it. Like I just, yeah. I couldn't do it. I, I, I couldn't do the coordination thing. Yeah. And surfing in the ocean. I loved the ocean. I grew up on the ocean. We had boats and stuff growing up and, yeah. you know, I was always curious about it. And then I just learned it. And it's just, it's, it's so amazing. It's, yeah. it's, I you mean, know, I've got, sur I got a swell coming in right now and I can't go surf it because I've got a lockdown going on. So it hurts <laughs> when you can't do it. And, and you know what? I think that, um, someone that, that has, it's real visual and someone that's real creative, they, they need an outlet, uh, similar to like surfing, to kind of get away because when you're surfing, you can't just pick up your phone. You can't just, you know, you gotta, you gotta be focused on what you're doing. And it takes, a, it takes your mind away from all the other crap that's going on. And it allows you to kind of get back centered. And, it, and it, I think it's a release. I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm a visual person as well. So I kind of can relate to what you're, I'm not a surfer though. Yeah. I mean, it was an escape, man. I mean, I, you know, my, my upbringing was really rough. My parents got divorced. There's, there's some alcohol stuff going on in there. I mean, it wasn't, I was a mess. Like I was just a distraught mess and surfing was like, Oh, I can do this. I can control something. I can, I can move with, and I can have fun. I would say I wasn't really having fun for probably the majority of my life, you know? And, 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 and so surfing really just gives me that it sets me up for the day, right? Mm -hmm. So when I go out and I paddle board in the morning before work or I surf before work, I'm like, all right, I'm outside. I'm disconnected before I sit down and grind for the next 17 hours, you know? And I don't lose energy. I just get ex more excited because yeah. I keep building. But it's just a way for me to say, you know what? I can, let me just go be with Rob in the ocean, do my thing, disconnect, look at the fish and the plants and the yeah. sharks that swim by every so often and, you know, have a moment, you know? Yeah. And, and I, I guess one of the things that, that I've uh, identified with you through, through social media and like your videos and stuff is uh, I, I know that you're a creator and I know you're a visual person and I know that you're kind of the one behind the camera. So you're not really one to be in front of the camera. And whenever I saw you promote yourself more, I saw your business take off. I said, dude, this dude, like this dude's like, he, he's like, he has this, and I, I saw the, I saw it. I saw that something sparked in you that, that it's, it, it was like a new flame. And I reached out to you, remember through Facebook, I said, Hey Robert, hope you're doing well. Because I, I saw your video and I said, man, I think you're a video surfing. It was a video of you surfing. I said, dude, this dude, like he's back. <laughs> I don't know. He, I just know he's, I just know he's back, you know? Yeah. And so I just want to know like, how did you, how, what were some of the questions you asked yourself to, to say, okay, you know what? I can't be the, the guy behind the camera anymore. I got to, I got to be a business owner and, and a business owner, you got to wear multiple hats, right? 
So how, how did you, what were some of those questions you had to kind of overcome to? It was, it was really something where, you know, I had built something as an employee yeah. and I was operating already kind of like a mini business owner. I just didn't have, you know, I didn't have the full control of everything, but I, w I felt the responsibility of like, okay, when I close a deal, I'm feeding people. Mm. You know, when I bring another client in, I'm, I'm giving expansion to happen. And I liked that. I like lift, giving other people that lift. And that's how I, how I, how I did it. So when I became a business owner, it became for me this idea of, all right, I have to be a really ethical guy have to be a really ethical leader, but I also have to do that for myself, right? So if I want to do something and I don't do it as, a, as let's say, start my own company and I know I can, I'm really hurting myself in the long run. So I don't know if I had really questions. I mean, I, the one question I ask myself all the time is just how can I do this or how can I, you know? And usually I get the answer right away or I just take some sort of action. So I don't really ask questions as much as I pose situations that I want to go solve. Right. So it's like, okay, how do I get 350 clients? Yeah. And I found a solution. We got 350 clients. Okay. I'm like, good. All right. How do I make my monthly income in two days between Monday and Tuesday in the first week of the month and keep repeating that over and over again throughout the next 30 days? Yeah. Well, I solved the problem and that's what I do now. Yeah. And I remember the first time I did that and I still to this day, I always go back and I'm like, that was my monthly income. Yeah. And, and I survived on that. And it was a lot of money. Like it wasn't like, I'm not hating on it. I'm not saying anything yeah. wrong, but when you get into a position where you've got, you can create, you can drive the ship, you can run as fast as you want. You can mm -hmm. hire people, you can reach out to people. You can really see the impact that you're having. And the money kind of comes as a byproduct of those yeah. things. But, but when you see it, you're like, Oh wow. So it, it was, it's not about uh, the question as much as it was, uh, all right, that's what I want. How do I do that? Okay. Mm. And then I take, I basically take the right steps to achieve the target. And I take everything as a win, man. It's like, all right, did I complete my small task today? Good. That yeah. was a productive day for me. Then I look at it over a span of two days and then a week and then a month and then a year. And so it, it all just kind of, there's a lot that I be, am mindful of and that I work with and, and pay attention to, to, to achieve a, a goal. Hope that answers yeah. your question. Yeah. I mean, that does. I mean, you, it, it sounds like uh, you're, you're just an action person. You say, okay, you know what? It needs to get done. And uh, I'm just, I, I think, it, I think it kind of goes back to you having, you said you had a rough childhood. Like you say, you know what? It can't be any worse than what I've been through. Well, I mean, what's worse than, I mean, you know, when I went homeless, I was sleeping on the backseat of my yeah. car in Los Angeles yeah. with a hundred dollars in my bank account. Like where else am I going to go from yeah. there? Yes. That's the yeah. next step. So I've been there and I climbed out of it. And then I took another leap, built the parachute on the way down. Did I run out of cash? Absolutely. Did I make bad choices? I really did yeah. uh, in a couple of situations. But then when I got true to what it is that I know how to do, which is promote, help people communicate, create aesthetically pleasing things and help people expand, that's when it shifted. Ooh. And, um, you know, it, it, it's an incredible ride, but I, I don't even think about my childhood anymore. I don't think about any yeah. of the issues I've had. I don't even think about what happened a year ago that was difficult. Yeah. Like it has no bearing on today. That's why, you know, in my promotion, you don't see me bring up my past that often yeah. because yeah. I don't really care about it. Yeah. It, it. It has no real, I mean, I guess it does, but it, it doesn't really do anything for me today yeah. other than, okay, I went through that. What am I going to do right now? You yeah. know, so. That's so true. I, I could see how, how it, 
it's not it's not really worth the energy to because you can't change it you can only just focus on on the on the future and so let's get into into your your new venture like tell us about uh what you got going on today sure so so cislo ventures is yeah. a promote promotion and marketing agency uh, we do video production, we do ads, we do web design, we do graphic design, we do one-on-one -on -one coaching, and we have an online training platform that uh, has about 180 videos on it. Nice. I add about 15 new pieces of content a month to it. Yeah. Um, and really the whole thing that we're trying to do is when I, when I, when I went out on my own, I had a non-compete. And so I had to play this ethical line where yeah. I couldn't talk about the thing that brought me money. Yeah. And that's really hard. Okay. How do you make money with a thing that you know makes you money? And it's yeah. really the thing that makes you a lot of money. So the way that I solved that problem was I just started to communicate differently on social media. I started to be true to who I really was. Mm. I didn't fabricate anything. I didn't ever exaggerate anything. I didn't do stupidity to get attention or participate in gossip and controversy. I just started sharing my viewpoints. And I remember when it started to work, I had, I think I had about a thousand dollars left to my name again. Yeah. And here I was, I was freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, I got to pay my rent. What am I going to do? And then I closed, I closed the deal that day. It was about $3,500. Mm. And I was like, okay, rent's covered. And then within the next seven days, I made 15 grand. And I'm like, wow, okay. Yeah. So I reinforced that and I developed a product out of it, which now I help other companies mm, do. Nice. So we, nice. help, we help individuals. And we've got a, we got a health insurance company that we're working with, U.S. Yeah. Health Advisors. They're a billion-dollar-a-year organization. Mm -hmm. I train um, a very large portion of their regions um, on marketing and promotion. So there's a lot that I'm doing on a day-to-day yeah. -day basis. We have a staff of six people, and uh, we keep expanding. We just nice. had our highest month ever, actually, last month in the middle of an economic crisis and a <laughs> pandemic. We had the highest month ever. I'm like, we're going for the highest month. Let's do it. So here we are. That's nice. Tell, tell me the difference between if someone doesn't know marketing and branding, what is, it, what is the difference? Yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 all those terms get really confusing. That's I mean, branding for me is the communicate. It's, it's really just the emotional feel, the look and the messaging connected to a person or company, right? Then mm -hmm. when you actually go to marketing, quote unquote, advertising, you're actually, that's the physical delivery of the brand. It's the physical delivery mm -hmm. of the message. It's the money spent, the mechanisms, the vehicles, mm -hmm. the platforms yeah. used to distribute the message. That's how I look at it. Um, and, and I chose the term promotion because that's really what it is, yeah. is you are promoting uh, created pieces of information that educate, enhance, and give tactical information to the public. So, and it communicates, it has yeah. to communicate effectively. So that's what I, that, that's how I distinguish it. I don't really use marketing. I use promotion. Oh, okay. That's what you're saying. So mm -hmm. like, like what, what would be the first steps for, for someone to identify if they even are brandable? I mean, does that make sense? Like, yeah. Okay. I mean, I've, I believe everybody's brandable. It's a, it's a decision, obviously, and it's a willingness to want to go through the process to do it. Yeah. Uh, really, number one is just, what do you know? Like, let's just go bare bones, okay? Yeah. If you've got a product, you've got a service, you've, you as an individual have a unique approach to whatever product you're selling or whatever it is that you're offering. Yeah. I had a question on another podcast. The guy said, well, what do you do if it's all already been done? And I said, you know, that's a very interesting question because I never thought about it like that. Mm. 
Um, and then I just went what, back. What, what, what does that mean if it's already been done? Like, like if there's a business that's already been done or a product already done or an industry that's already been developed, you know, something, I think that that's how I took it. Mm-hmm. And it would be like a discouraging thing where it's like, well, why would I even bother? And mm-hmm. I could say the same thing about marketing. How many other marketing agencies are there? How many real estate people are there? How many, mm-hmm. you know? So it comes down to the person. And that's what sells the individual, the guy, the girl, their viewpoints, their willingness to help, what they know, why they know it, well, how did they get there, what is it that they observed. My whole thing is what, is what is the problem in the industry or the space that needs to be solved? And if you could find that, and I, I use it as something that's irrational, like let's just say in advertising, like let's say you're not getting results, funnels aren't working, ads aren't working. Well, mm-hmm. What could be a problem there? Well, my first thing is, what are you talking about? Why are you talking about it? And how are you talking about it? And nine Mm. times out of 10, that fixes the issue. But there's a lot of levels to that, right? So that came from my own analysis. Here's this irrational thing that's taking place. I'm spending money and I'm not getting anything. And then the logical solution is, well, you're not communicating right. Like there's, it's just not doing anything. Mm. So that's the first place is really, what do you know and how are you talking about it? Mm, like you got to do a full inventory on you, a yeah. full inventory on every aspect of the business, a full inventory on every product, a full inventory on your life. Mm. It's not all about buy my product, buy my product, check me out, check me out, buy my product, buy my, yeah. it's not that it's not, I'm not, I very rarely ask people to buy anything and I've scaled yeah. a very large organization without asking people to do other, anything other than, you know, listen, follow along and educate. And I think as an audience, if I was talking to you as somebody that wanted your money right now versus Mm. someone that was really interested in your survival, there's Mm. a difference. Mm. And I I think audiences are more receptive to that now as opposed to the, um, and I'm saying this as a first step, like just Mm. thinking about this. Being somebody's friend is really what the derivation or the true meaning of social means, Mm. right? So social media, so friendly media is how I approach it. Mm, that's interesting. So, man, that's a, that's a lot of, that's a lot of good information right there. So who would you like, do you have like targeted clients or you you work with anybody? Like the only industries I don't work with are anything that has to do with marijuana, CBD, pharmaceutical drugs, or psychiatry. Everything else is wide open. Mm-hmm. Um, small business owners, fortune 500 companies, real estate, insurance, dental, yeah. Uh, other agencies, uh, you know, we're pretty much, we handle everything. Yeah. The fundamental principles of promotion and marketing are the same. It's, it's the person that we're dealing with that matters. Mm. So, uh, let me ask you this. So do you, do you see like how maybe like, I know websites are important, but does social media capitalize on websites? Like do people go to social media first before they go to websites or it's kind of 50, 50, I, you know, that's a really interesting question. I, I, from my experience, what I see, it's a little bit of both. I think you spend more time on social media than you do on a website. The website for me is like that final solidification, the final action. And you don't even really need one technically, but I mean, it's more of a, it's that final, like, okay, here's the deep dive. Here's what we're going in. This is where I'm going to get the information. Yeah. Yeah. So would, would you like suggest like maybe instead of having like the, a full website with a lot of pages, like a landing page for, for someone to start 
Depends. I mean, yeah. if you could, I mean, just to get something there to receive information, to receive yeah. potential leads, to open it up to a dialogue and conversation. Absolutely. You could do a landing page with, with a simple form that just captures information. Again, though, it, it's all about how are you communicating on that front side? Cause that website doesn't do anything for you unless yeah. you're really hitting at the right level, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's so true, man. Uh, man, uh, I, I know you, you have, you probably have a busy schedule. Did I miss anything that you want to, did you want to cover? No, I mean, I, I love this conversation. I really like the thing about the film cause I don't talk about, yeah. I, I don't really go into that too much. And um, you know, I didn't realize all the potential that was out there. So, I mean, if you've got small entrepreneurs or to people that are just starting out, yeah. I mean, it's just, I, I wouldn't even tell you it's even painful because it's really not you're yeah. you're you signed up for this. Yeah. right? You're making a conscious choice to go after it. So if you could mentally prep yourself for what you're going to go through, I mean, there wouldn't be any surprises. That's what I did when I started my business. And I, before yeah. I made that decision, I was just like, I'm totally prepared for whatever could happen. Now, does that make it easier? Yeah, a little bit, but does it take away from when problems arise? Not really. It's a problem, yeah. but spend the time on the communication and the promotion, like really try yeah. to incorporate that experience and that journey and stick with it. Mm -hmm. Stick with the continuous communication. Don't give up on it because you're not getting any traction. The way that I look at it, and this is how I did it. All I need is one person to call me up and say, I'm going to pay you five grand today. And I'm happy with that. That's a great day. I get three people. That's even better. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's all about how you observe things and look at things. It, it's not about the numbers. It's about the, the, the people that you can connect with that want to do business with you. Mm. Yeah. I mean, now, now that you say about your, your, the history of your filming, what like caught my interest was I saw that, that you were kind of like, you did a lot of filming and you did a lot of video editing. And are, are you, a, 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 what is it? Premiere? Our mm -hmm. Premiere Pro or, or the Final Cut? Is Premiere. Okay. Uh, Premiere. I used to use Final Cut and everybody used Final Cut up until about 2014. And then it was like, all right, we're going over to Premiere now. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> and, and, I, and I saw that you had like a history of like just being like kind of, I, would, I, I, don't, know, I don't know if it's called like behind the scenes kind of a guy. And, and usually like someone that's behind the scenes are more like introvert. But I, I, I see that you kind of made it, and I hate to use that label because I don't, I think that anybody can change. I think that, and I, I kind of identified that in you, like you kind of said, you know what, I want to, I want to do it all. I want to, I want to be able to, to, to edit film and I want to be the business guy. I want to be the, the I want to be the face of my own business. I want to, I want to do that. And, and, and I, it, it takes a lot of courage and I have a lot of respect for you to do it while doing that. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. I mean, it was like a, it was like having a Ferrari in the garage and it was like revving. Yeah. It wasn't going anywhere. And I'm like, I got to go. I got to, I got to just, I got to do it. Like you ever have that thing where you're like, I got to just do this right now. And um, yeah, I just, it was, it was like, I, I'd like to challenge myself. I'm like, what can I do? Can I do that? Can I make that work? Can I be an editor and a filmmaker and an advertiser and a promoter and the face yeah. of a business and build something really unique? And I was like, that's what I want to do. So that's what I'm doing. And it's, it's, it was, it's been a lot of fun. This is the happiest I've ever been in my life. Like I cannot tell you that in, in words, like I could say it's the happiest, but I mean, if you were hanging out with me, like I wake up, I'm like, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's go here. Let's do this. Okay. Yeah. Let's call these people. Let's do that. Okay, cool. Let's do this. Okay, Stop surf. Okay. Back. You know, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I truly enjoy the freedom 
I truly enjoy the game. I enjoy the expansion. I enjoy when we have, you know, new clients and then watching the clients succeed and then watching the business grow and watching yeah. your stats just keep doing this month after month after month. And, it, and it's, it's, God, it's so, it really is something that I'm glad I did. Like I have yeah. zero, zero regret about it whatsoever. Nice. So, uh, over there where you're at, is it, is it still a lockdown or what's going on over there? Yeah. So, I mean, we're in my, I'm, I'm in sunny Isles beach, okay. uh, which is about it's North Miami beach, technically speaking. And our beaches are locked down. We can't go out there. I can look at it. It's about it, yeah. but I can go out to like, you know, I can go out buy things I need. I can go drive. I can go for runs if I want to, but yeah. the ocean yeah. <sighs> is not open yet. Uh, they're looking yeah. at trying to do it probably at the end of the month, which will be fine. It's no big deal. I have well, what, what are your thoughts on this whole, like, pandemic thing do you think it's like a hoax or do you think it's like the real deal i mean i i do believe that there is a you know there's definitely a virus for sure yeah. but uh, the the reasons for it or why it's happening or the widespread effect that it's having i do believe there's something else beyond that that uh you know was probably by design and that's about as far as I will go with it. Yeah. I don't really pay a lot of attention to it unless it's going to directly affect me because if I worry about it, it does. I mean, it really has no sense. It's nonsensical to try to worry about something yeah. right now yeah. when I just need to make sure my employees are all paid. Everybody's paid. Like my entire staff's paid. We expanded during this period of time yeah. and um, they're winning. The clients are winning. And so it's, that's, that's where I need to focus. I'm not going to buy into panic or problems or controversy. I'm just going to be like, guys, we're going to sell, we're going to do this, we're going to grow, we're going to expand. And that's all I want to do. Mm. That's it. Nice, nice. Yeah, I read that that a lot of uh, small businesses are going to probably have to shut their doors because they failed to kind of, you know, invest in like social media marketing. They, they, they failed to invest in like website. And, and these were established business and they just they just didn't see the importance of that. And I guess now they're suffering the, the consequences of, of not not jumping on board when when it was time, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I told, I said everybody to this right at the start, I think it was at the end of May when it mm -hmm. started to happen. And I said, the ones that survive this will be the ones that promote the most. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have the money to promote, turn on the posting, like, like put it on nitrous, mm -hmm. be there, be yeah. known, be, be, make people aware of the fact that you exist because when it's over, we're all going to be having the same thing where we got to run and we're all trying to run. And who's going to be the one that you remember the most? The guy that just kind of kept the course straight through no matter yeah. what was going on and happening. Like, did I experience a little bit of a weird thing? I totally did. I had, I had a huge pipeline ready to go and then it hit and everybody was like, no. And I'm like, well, that's awesome. So I turned on my advertising. I turned on my promotion. I turned on the phone calls and we had our highest month ever. So yeah. I, I think it's just, I do understand there are some businesses out there that, that it's just, you know, there's yeah. things that are connected to it where it will cause a problem. But if there's some way whatsoever, whether you can train people, whether there's, you know, something you could build to train people and sell, or if you got a business like, like hair salons, like yeah. now would be the time to sell maybe a, a training course on that. You know, mm. like how could we, uh, it may sound a little weird, but Hey, my, everybody else wants to learn to be better. So you got to get creative or find other businesses that are winning, that are, that are going and say, Hey, I got a deal. Do you guys do referral fees? Do you guys pay commission? What do you do? Mm. You know, like, like there are options. And I talked about this yesterday. I just said, look, you're never actually stuck unless you decide you are. Mm. And if I had decided I was stuck nine years ago, I probably wouldn't have been here where I am today, but 
There's always a way. There's always a way. When you said you turned on your, your promotion and, and what, what, did, what is that? What do you mean by that? Like, well, I really did it more. I like, really turned it on more than normal. Like, like I, I through really, social media or through like, like TV or radio or just, okay, just all social media? All social. This whole business is run digitally. Okay. And phone calls and referrals and, and emails and, you know, and I, I just hit it. I hit it harder than I ever had before. Mm. Nice. Nice. And you said like, uh, maybe someone can do like a training course. How would they go about like doing that? Well, I mean, you know, you could film a course on your phone, upload it. There's programs, there's websites out there that you could upload, sell it for a hundred bucks, sell it for 150 bucks, a how to, how to do hair at home kind of a situation, consulting. I mean, whatever I would, I would just take what you know and see what can I do with this right now? Can I monetize this? How could I monetize this? You know what I mean? Where could, where could I, you know, accelerate this in, into a new thing? And, and that's where businesses have to go. You got to get a little creative here. Yeah. You know, you got to find opportunities that you maybe didn't, you were thinking about before, but you didn't pursue it. Yeah. And now you're like, what am I going to do? Well, there's an option right there. You know, like take the iPhone out, record it. Who cares? You can always improve the quality later. Later. What matters, what matters is that you deliver a good product. That's really all that matters. And that's so true. That's, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on is because, you know, people might think you just do websites or you just kind of design videos, but you have a lot of knowledge in like the whole aspects of getting your name out there. And for example, like, yeah, that stuff's like two to 3% of what I actually yeah, do. Yeah. And what and I actually I, do is we dissect and we analyze and we, we craft and we, we communicate and we, we build and we strategize and we coach and we expand. And that's really what matters. I can't create the video without this. Yeah. I can't create that feeling without this. I can't communicate without this. So the whole, and even with my clients, like uh, when they start with me, I'm always like, well, have you thought about increasing that into a product lineup? I got a client right now. He does technology and you know, we, there was a opportunity there that wasn't taking place. And I said, why don't you charge for that? Charge for it immediately started making money with it. Right? So, so I'm looking at it from a whole perspective, not just social media. We're trying to keep the business, you know, I, I look to improve everything that I touch, everything, yeah. wherever I go, it gets better. I, th I think that's one of your, one of your uh, magic touches is like you have the entrepreneur mindset, the business mindset, but you also have that creativity mindset. Uh, Cause you, you can meet a lot of business owners and, and they're stuck like on like kind of cookie cutter process, but they don't really have that creativity out of the box thinking. And I think, you know, that's what I've noticed about you is like, you have that, you still have that creativity and you kind of just come up with ideas, but now you have like the systems and you have the, the resources to, to kind of put them in place. And I think that that's going to make you very, very powerful. It's going to make your business very, very successful. And, and you're just going to blow up. Dude. I, just, I see it. I see it, brother. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm working on it every day, every day. <laughs> All right, brother. I'm going to let you go, man. I, Robert, it was a pleasure uh, talking to you. Let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, you can follow me on, on any social platform at Robert Cislo Jr. Or you can go to my website, cisloventures.com. All right, brother. Hey, it was a pleasure. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. Great job. Thanks.